What is going on, my Ghost Squad and the Clover Tat crew? Welcome to the Ghost and Clover podcast. This is episode number three. If you're out there watching live, go ahead and say something out there in the chat. If you uh, don't, we don't know that you're out there. If you're listening to this in podcast form or watching this in replay, the conversation does not have to stop here. Utilize that comment section below. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know if there's any topics that you think that might be interesting. As you guys know, this podcast is a little bit different. Um, it is going to be kind of all over the place, if you will. We like to have some different cool topics we both bring. Neither one of us know uh, what the other person's topic is going to be. And then the final segment is going to be uh, a viewer-driven topic. We'll do a randomized drawing, and whoever wins the topic out there uh, gets to pick it. So all you had to do to be eligible to pick that topic is to comment in the live chat. You don't have to push a specific hashtag or anything. Just comment out there, and you are automatically going to be part of it. This podcast is obviously powered by our good friends over EAA or uh, European American Armory, if you will. You guys know them for their uh, great firearms, including the big brand is, is Gerson. And we all know what Gerson is. You have uh, the great, the great regard, which is the bread of 92. And uh, they have great 1911s. They've got the new 2311 that came out. They've got the the new uh, the witness, what they call a 2311 witness. They've got a new one that was just announced that uh, Clover and I got to see a little sneak peek at SHOT Show, but it's going to be out there uh, now. It's the uh, MC14T. If you guys haven't checked it out, go check out eaacorp.com. We are going to bring in Clover. What's up, homie? Thanks for uh, messing with my technical difficulties. Yo, I, had Chrome I had Chrome crash. I had never had Chrome crash before in my life, so I'm running on Firefox, and it seems to be working okay. Let me know if you guys hear me okay. And, uh, but, yeah, what's going on, brother? Man, a lot, man. Dodging storms today. So I understand. Uh, my daughter, my daughter was, uh, man, she got lucky. Her condo and the and the condo next to her were the only two in her little neighborhood community thing that did not get damaged Friday in the big tornado that came through Little Rock and kind of a scary moment for us all and all of that. But uh, yeah, I know that you guys. Uh, your your location is not like my location where a lot of big storms come through. But here for me, you know, we've got um, mountains in the big lake here. So most of the big stuff that hit the mountains in the lake, they kind of break up. And I know that you kind of have some terrain and uh, yeah. geographical stuff that help that as well. Yeah, there's a, you know, I don't want to call it a mountain, but there's a definite elevation change. Uh, <laughs> yeah east of a river and i think with the river bottom and that elevation change i think is what does it here but yeah we were for we were there was a tornado on the ground literally headed this way for two hours or something you know and five minutes before it gets here it's like yeah it's all tore apart and screwed up and the skies are almost clear now it's crazy how how, how that happens but yeah, yeah. weather patterns what are you gonna do yeah, now G-Web's out there. Says they just call it the Glover Podcast. They would save a lot of time. That's fair. That's fair. Um, was the old Benifer thing they combined? Right. Combined like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez and all that. The Benifer, the Glover Podcast. You know, that, that's that's interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, now G says that Clover's worried since he hit all those pots of gold underneath bridges. Um, it's a lot better than hide them in barns. I'm just saying that maybe that's oh, a little too wow. soon, but, uh, you know, eh. 
wouldn't have hurt it. <laughs> it would just smelted it real good. It would have been okay. Yeah. So for you guys out there that don't know, uh, you're new to this podcast, new to the all that, this is a different format um, that we're going to use. And what we use is um, a 10 to 15 minute segment of each of us get a 10 to 15 minute segment of whatever topic we want to talk about. Um, there are no rules to the topic except for stuff that might, you know, get us kicked off YouTube. So there are certain certain topics, I guess, Clover, we don't talk about, but uh, we each bring 10 or 15 minutes and we do not know what the other is going to talk about until it is brought up. And like I said, the third segment yep. is going to be viewer driven. So, um, oh, you guys, do you, I think it's your turn to start with the first topic this week. Is it not? It is. Yeah. You spoiler alerted it a little bit, but you know, when you uh -oh. have a sponsor like EAA, it's bound to happen. But I was like, you know, we got, we got to see that MC14T. It shot. Couldn't tell anybody about it. You know, oh, I don't say anything. And then it gets leaked. Thanks a lot, Omar, by the way. But, yeah, thanks, Omar. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, you know, it gets leaked. And so, you know, the good thing is now we can talk about it. And so I want to talk about it because that freaking thing is awesome. And so, yeah, um, yeah, go for it. For those that don't know what it is, uh, imagine, if you will, a almost like a a Beretta 92 that is the size of a cheetah yep. that has a tip-up barrel. And, ah, and, look, and, and, and can you explain what a tip-up barrel is? Because there might be some people that so, like are kind of freaked out. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. So let me back up because that's actually inaccurate. It's more like, be more like an old-school Beretta. So it, it would be more like a Taurus PT-92 because of the frame-mounted safety and some of the controls. It'd be more like mm -hmm. a Taurus PT-92, a cross between that and a Beretta Cheetah. With a tip-up barrel. Uh, tip-up barrel is you hit a button, and the barrel literally tips up. And what's that? That means is your first round, you do not have have to rack the slide. Yeah. Um, you're talking about single action, double action, obviously. So, you know, you hit the button, <laughs> put a round in the barrel, um, and then of course your magazine is going to be full. And so when you pull the trigger. Uh, it goes bang. Uh, the bang cycles the action, and you're off to the races. So um, great for uh, man, a variety of uses. Like even if you don't need it for the, um, you know, if you're dexterity challenged, is that a, that a phrase? I'm going to go with that, it either that, way. Hey, you know, it sounds great. Go for it. Um, you know, even if you're not dexterity challenged. Um, yeah. Who cares? I mean, it's probably not a, a function you need. You probably don't need the tip-up barrel. But uh, considering you've got 13 plus 1, you know, 380 there, uh, you've got a little right. larger frame. Um, <laughs> you know, neither one of us, even though we have been able to lay hands on the thing, and it is freaking amazing. It is uh, amazing. Have not been able to pull triggers on one just yet, uh, unfortunately. Yet. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, but I got to think, it's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm excited to pull some triggers on it because I was I was surprised, and not really in a good way, I was surprised at the Beretta Cheetahs. And mm -hmm. just how much, considering the frame size, the weight, and everything else, 
compared to that's in 380 by the way the cheat i'm talking about um i was surprised with the recoil on that considering my glock 42 smaller frame polymer blah 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 and that 42 is just a joy to shoot in 380 um, and that Beretta was just, it was a little bit to control. It was, it was, you know, not a, not a ton. Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about it, but I'm just saying there was a definite difference, right? Between the 42 yeah. and that. So, um, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see with the, with the MC 14 T with the tip up barrel design, obviously a little bit, obviously it's a little bit different with the action. Uh, mm-hmm. there's some other, other things going on with it. So going to be curious to see if it's. You know, is it similar or is it, it, does it shoot better? I mean, is, is the recoil, you know, smoother on it? What's all that like? Really looking forward uh, to, you know, to experiencing well, that. Well, if, if we know anything about EAA and Gerson, uh, first of all, before we go into this, let's come, we'll come some specs real quick. Uh, it is, like Clover said, uh, as of right now, it's chambered in 380. Uh, there might be some other calibers coming down the line, but initially the initial release and these should start shipping here this month sometime. Um, that's the word that I w- I'm getting. I'm sure Clover's get the same word. And obviously, there are things that may not be in anyone's control. But the plan is is um, this month be shipping. But it's definitely chambered post, 380. Yeah, definitely post NRA. Yeah. Yeah, post NRA. So we're talking maybe middle to late April will start shipping. So contact your uh, gun shops um, and, and, and let them talk to the distributors and see who all's got it. Uh, and there'll be a multitude when it comes out and gets released and starts shipping. There'll be some areas online, some of the online gunshots, I'm sure, as well, that you'll be able to get it. But the 380 ACP does have the tip-up barrel, which is cool. Like, it's a 13 plus 1. But let's say, like, this is a true 13 plus 1 because you're going to be able to load your magazine in 13 rounds. Go ahead and, and insert that magazine, flip up the barrel, and insert the 1. So it's a true 13 plus 1. Uh, an all steel barrel and slide, ambidextrous safety, uh, four and a half inch barrel, four and a half inch barrel. So we're talking the dimensions of that cheetah. And, and I was kind of going before is is is, is we both know the Gerson people and, and obviously EAA. And, and the great thing about Gerson is they listen to uh, the guys at EAA. And the EAA guys listen to a lot of consumers and, and, and people in the industry that kind of help out as well. They also know guns, man. That's something that's really guns. important. Like, like, yeah. Um, this first segment going to turn into the EAA show almost, but you know, it's, it's, I, I can't it's, stress it's a this gun, It's a gun that's, it's, it's changing the game. You know, you've got, you know, you've got importers that, you know, they just find whatever foreign companies making whatever gun and they import that gun. And then you've got importers yeah. that have direct input, you know, they're, they're firing people. They have been gunsmiths. If they're not still gunsmiths, they understand, you know what's required to design this that and the other they they've got their pulse on the market they talk to people um, um you know and all of that makes a huge difference yeah now chase out there uh puts out there anyone traveling to nram and wants to purchase can be the first to sign up to receive one so that'll be awesome uh there is going to be a um a thing there nram they're going to do for it as well um but you know the great thing about Gerson and, and all of that is everything that Gerson has put out. So let's just take the regard, for instance. Um, the regard took the good things of the 92 and kept them, right? But then some of the things that were questionable or maybe not well liked by the 92, 
they made those upgrades and made them better. So I'm going to have to assume that this gun is going to be an absolute treasure um, and, and an amazing gun to shoot. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I just assume that everything that they've been doing in the last few years has just really been top level, top notch. And yeah. and one of the great things about Gerson and all of that is you're going to be able to find them for an affordable price. They're not going to price themselves out of a market. They're not going to make you force you into doing something that feels like, I don't know if I want to spend that much money. They're always very reasonable and they're going to get the value for the punch right there for sure. Um, three well, I mean, MSRP, no, I mean, MSRP and there's a lot of different finishes and there's a lot of different models. I absolutely know, does sure. that, but you know, starting MSRP is less than 500 bucks. Uh-huh. You know, that's MSRP. So that's MSRP. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and obviously like you said, there's different finishes, there's different things yeah. that can happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a base model that you're looking at well under $500. And when it gets to, um, your hands is awesome. Plus it's just, it's cool as hell. Um, now I know the people out there and I'm seeing out there in the chat, I'm just in general, a lot of people, they seem to like, I don't know why they seem to get irked sometimes about external thumb safeties, right? I have never understood why people get irked with thumb safeties, um, if you don't, don't like want it, to don't use it, it, then don't use it. Right. And I people, oh, well, I don't want my thumb to, uh, mistakenly, um, it's not like it's a hair trigger, you know, uh, right. One ounce, you know, thumb safety. You've got right. to want to put it on safety. And if you have problems with your thumbs hitting, putting the safety on your guns, you might want to look at how you're gripping a gun. Just that's me. I've never had a problem with that. Now I also have little oh. bitty hands. So there's that. Well, and, and you've got people that complain about, you know, they'll complain about the, uh, you know, the CZ decocker safety. They'll complain about the Beretta, mm. right? They'll complain about anything that's high up on the slide rather than right there at the grip, like a 1911 or, or yeah. like this, this Gerson MC14T is, um, you know, I know people that will in the, in one breath, they will complain about that being on the slide. And then in the same breath, they will express their discomfort or whatever with, with the frame mounted safety right there at your thumb, you know, the thumb safety right. and, and exactly what you're saying. Oh, I'm afraid I'm going to flip that or do this. Well, okay. Then go with the, oh, the slide man is stupid. Well, obviously it's not stupid because you're saying you don't like the other method. So yeah. there's a reason that exists. And that's the reason that exists is for people that don't like that. So, um, yeah. And we all have our preferences, you know, and there's no, there's no right or wrong answer to it. Like, no, you know, no, there's, no. That's, there's a reason that Gerson can do what we're talking about with everything they've done lately, especially uh, including this MC14T that we're talking about right now. Um, yep. It's because there's everybody's got a different taste. Everybody likes different things. Everybody like, you know, you might as well just succumb to, the the end of the second amendment and gun control if you think everybody needs to carry a single stack 1911 and 45 acp and that's the only firearm that needs to be out there right or the right. mossberg 500 pump shotgun in a 28 inch barrel and that's all that needs to be out there you know if you're going to project all, all of your opinions and likes and dislikes onto everybody else then what are, then what are we even doing right right like, right um and 
you know, I, I look at things much deeper. I, I know that there are people that they see something and they go, oh, that's ugly. That's pointless. I don't see a point in that. Blah, 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 blah. And like, I look deeper than that. A lot of people only look at the surface. Um, and they don't think that there are people that, that walk many different lifestyles in many different shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And like, maybe I, maybe I get an MC14 T just, just because it looks cool. Maybe exactly. that's a legit reason. I want it, right? Not I Absolutely need it. Not I need it because they not look I cool. need it. And I not I have. need it. Yeah, not I need it, and not I have a use for it. Simply, I want it. We yep. live in America, and simply, America. I want it is a good enough excuse for me. If you want it, get it. Um, let's, we got about three minutes left in this segment. I, I know it's your segment to drive, but I did bring up something. I want to ask a question real quick. Um, yeah. they're talking about thumb safeties versus grip safeties. Do you have a preference of which one you dislike more grip safeties or thumb grip. safeties? Yeah. Grip. I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I can take it or leave it. It's not a deal breaker for me, but no, I it does not. Grip safety, if, grip safety yeah. silly I would, I would rather, I mean, if, if I'm going to have a safety, I guess I'd rather have a thumb safety than a grip safety. Uh, just well, the thumb safety, just, you've got an, but, you've got an option with a thumb safety to either use yeah. it or not. That's right. And, the grip and safety is there. <laughs> the grip safety is there. And every time you're gripping, it's it's engaging and disengaging. And so what happens if it breaks? What happens if, it, you, know, you know what I mean? Like something goes wrong there yeah. um, because it's passive like that. So, yeah. you know, and, and what are the odds that happens? I You know, I don't hear about grip safeties causing problems. Very rarely have I heard an issue with anything like that. I've never but heard it can of happen. one. Yeah, well, it, it can and anything. No, no, I'm just I've never heard of I've never heard of it. Nor have I, I obviously I've never had a problem with yeah. a, a grip safety. Um, you know the one the one thing about the grip safety I guess is the pro is it is it maybe forces you to get a really good high uh, grip and tight grip on your gun, which is always good mechanics to begin with. I don't know. Harder don't know. to limp wrist, yeah, for sure. For sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, I safeties have never been for me safeties have never been a criteria that are make or break a gun for me uh, i don't mind thumb safeties or what i don't mind grip say i don't mind safeties on a firearm uh, if i want that firearm bad enough um and it's got a grip safety i'll i'll, I'll be okay if 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 it has a thumb safety and i don't want to use it uh, guess what i i just i don't i don't use it you know mm-hmm. um for sure now, tim tim out there is asking what's the difference between that mc 14t and the and the 86 um uh, not a whole lot at this point i mean i can't tell you a whole lot tim uh, uh chase did double stack so I, i'm you know i'm assuming uh with the okay, 13 well, plus with one the, yeah. the double stack i guess is uh the, the biggest difference uh, yeah from what Chase is saying yeah very chase similar that mode. By the way, uh, Chase works with uh, works for EAA, so he would absolutely know. <laughs> yeah, 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 the eighty six is tip up barrel was tip up barrel. The it you know frame mounted style safety, uh, yeah, a little bit different than my eighty eighty four cheetah, but yeah, yeah. The uh, price <laughs> probably well, <laughs> pr- I guarantee the price. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And you're also talking about the eighty six was a single stack. I, I want to say. Eight or nine plus one at maximum. It might have been even seven plus one, but I think it was like an eight, maybe a nine plus one was the eighty six. 
Might be wrong about that. Um, but I, it was a, it was it definitely was a single stack. I think it was like a nine nine plus one. This is obviously a thirteen plus one. So you're you're gonna have obviously you know, a little more a little more there. Um, so yeah. Um. All right. I want to say. Well, Time is, normally, is up on this segment. Is that correct? Yeah, this is normally where we talk about EAA, but we you know we've been talking about EAA. <laughs> it's it's been a it's been a, a twenty one minute EAA. Well, commercial. I'm going to say if Chase is out there anyway, I'm going to say since we've had a twenty minute EAA commercial here, <laughs> like what's the point? But I will say this: I mean, I'm looking forward yeah. to uh, for anybody that's going to be in Indy. EAA obviously would be at Indy, so uh, you know, drop by see us, see them, check out all the all the cool stuff. Uh, they always have their bling bling stuff, you know, in the booze. Uh, so they've got a lot of cool finishes. Not anything I would necessarily own with the gold plated and that you know tiger striped and all the other weird stuff, but uh, weird finishes. But they're cool to look at. They're definitely fun to look at. Um, so yeah, come out check out those. You mentioned the the uh, uh, witness twenty three elevens. I mean, look mm-hmm. at those and especially the different sizes. Remember, those are all available in nine. Uh, 45 and 10, and uh, in various sizes as well, which is which is pretty freaking cool. Um, what else? What else? Um, yeah, I mean they, they they've got you got the 23 the witness 2311 the the MC 14T. Um, you've got the the new uh 1911 carry. Um options that are out there the 10 millimeters um that have just kind of come out in the last few months a lot of cool stuff and remember eaa is i mean gerson is at this point the flagship of the eaa arsenal but there are other brands um even gerson has shotguns we're not just talking about handguns and all that there's there's a lot of you know a lot of different uh products out there that eaa works with and it's not just gerson although gerson is is the big one but uh yeah tim said 380 or nine uh, as of right now, it's 380. Um, there might be other calibers. I'm not going to speak for EAA. I'm not going to speak for Gerson. Um, but uh, I'm sure there'll be other possible calibers coming down the line. But right now, it's the 380. Uh, basically, the better chase is basically the better points of the 84 and the 86, just updated and priced right. There you go. Now, um, real quick before we move on, we got your obviously your uh, topic, but G23 says yeah. question. Uh, when is this going? When is this going to only be on the Ghost and Clover channel? So I don't know that you mentioned that, but yeah, um, yeah. Keep in mind that while we do go live across uh, the Ghost Tactical channel, the Clover Tact channel, and the Ghost and Clover channel, uh, as soon as this goes off air live, the only place to catch the replay, unless uh, by some wonderful Google Voodoo or something else, you have a link. <laughs> to uh to one of the other channels the only place to pick it up will be on the uh ghost and clover channel on youtube or the audio podcast world from from either of our uh either of the podcast yeah, and, and when i on. put out the promotions and all that i i i yeah. use the link for the ghost and clover channel so i don't know yeah. Yeah. um jesus are the two channels chat teams fighting each other it's it's man it's, it's west side story man it's west it's the jets and the sharks man. we don't fight on yeah. this channel no, no, no. I hear you. Um, Speaking of that, I'll concede the floor and uh, let's no, go with okay. uh, let's go with yours. All right. Well, um, so mine is um, it's going to be a poll. It's coming out tomorrow over on 
our Ghost wow. Tactical Community tab. Um, but Most folks are do... sponsored by somebody, I hear. You know. Uh, they are, and we'll talk about that uh, Tuesday night. We're actually going to have them on the show as well. Nice. So, nice. Um, yes, um, we'll be unleashing that Tuesday night. So stay tuned for that on the Armed Citizen podcast. But yeah, um, so what we're going to be doing is going to be talking about for the, it's, it's twenty five minutes exactly. So we have till uh, the forty minute mark or, or thirty five, however long it goes. Our topic for tonight from my side is going to be favorite 90s movies. Because there was a lot of great movies in the 90s, whether it was action or dramas or and all of that. There are so many great movies that came out in the 90s. Um, so um, I'm going to let you, <laughs> she says, my, my topic is crayons. We, we could talk about a little bit about different uh, flavors of crayon, but we'll we'll do that in another story. But um let's kind of talk a little bit about 90s movies and i'm not going to say pick a genre if you want if you want to if you have multiple like in different genres or whatever but mm -hmm. if, if you could go back like when you think 90s movies mm -hmm. like what's the first one that pops in your head Ooh. uh, uh 90s. 90s movies. uh twister twister really you could have given me 50 guesses and i never would have come up with twister and really Maybe just after this weekend, I, I really didn't want to bring up Twister. <laughs> this is true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I love Twister. Um, I just, I wouldn't have, that. that's not one that comes to my head. Definitely, no, like, uh, definitely yeah. not Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Definitely not. Uh, no. Like, no. I just wanted to get that out of my system, so we never had to mention that again the rest of the show. But definitely um, not that. But yeah, Twister. Twister's up there. Uh, Jurassic Park is up there. The original um, Jurassic Park was is a yeah. great one. I don't oh, know that it, I'm a big Jurassic Park fan, but uh, the original, it's classic, man. Yeah, I don't know that it holds up super well. Uh, you can definitely pick a lot of it apart and a lot of other things, but um, yeah, I mean, for the time, I mean, it was it was pretty epic. Pulp Fiction, Wes says. Pulp <laughs> Fiction, yeah. Um, now this one, uh, Tombstone. Um, Tombstone was great, and it's going to have a special place in my heart um, for a very specific reason. Um, obviously, I love Val Kilmer's portrayal of Doc Holliday. I still think it's one of the best, his best role ever, and why he didn't win an Oscar for it is beyond me. It is what it is. Uh, I will say that the reason why Tombstone will always hold a special place for me is the very last week of boot camp in the Marine Corps. I can't speak for anybody else, but the Marine Corps, especially in the mid ninety, early mid nineties. Um, the last week is you're done with all your testing. You're done with everything. At this point, you're just trying to get organized, get stuff packed, trying on your uniforms. Cause like some people, like we had a kid in our, in our platoon of camp that lost 60 pounds in 13 weeks. So obviously they had to go in and get new uniforms for them before graduation and all of this stuff. So you're doing all of this stuff, doing a bunch of admin stuff and all of that. And so we graduate on a Friday on Thursday. Uh, we had everything packed up and everything was ready to go and we had to be done by a certain time and we didn't know why, like why, like why did it have to be done at, you know, at six o'clock or whatever. And so at that time, our, our, our senior drill instructor sent our other, uh, hard hats home, which hard hats are the, 
the junior drone instructors. We have a senior drone instructor and two juniors drone instructors. He sent them home, and it was just him with us the last night. And taught, you know, he kind of did the dad thing. Proud of you guys, y'all. You know, uh, I'm not going to call you a Marine until tomorrow when you actually, you know, uh, and all of that. But he was, he was like, I'm proud of you. you know, we started with 84 people and graduated like 30 something. So, um, you know, it was one of those things. So at the end of that little speech and all of that and blah, 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 he rolls out this TV and he says, let's watch a movie. And he made popcorn for us all. And the movie we got to watch, now understand in Marine Corps boot camp, I can't speak for anybody else. We can't have anything but water or milk or orange juice for 13 weeks. Obviously, you can't smoke. You can't talk. You can't watch TV. You can't have You're shut off from the world. So we get popcorn, sodas. And we watched Tombstone the night before graduation. And it could have been the worst movie in the world, and no one would have given a damn. Um, it was it was awesome. So, yeah. Um, Tombstone, for me, holds a special place. But for me, uh, there are two movies that stick out in the 90s. One for obvious reasons, and then one for a specific reason as well. Uh, when, I th- when I think 90s, I think Forrest Gump, right? I just think Forrest Gump, yeah, 90s yeah. movie. It's just that's one of those things. Yeah. Um, the second movie is kind of a story, Marine Corps story. Uh, not trying to make this a Marine Corps thing, but it just memories of the 90s. That's kind of how it's been my 90s, right? So, um, we were in Okinawa, Japan. We had just gotten back from uh, going a couple different places and all of that stuff, and there is a little on base, one screen on base theater at the, at the camp that I was at. And they were showing, um, a movie that, um, I had never heard of. I didn't, we didn't know. we had been gone. We hadn't really heard a whole lot. Um, and, um, say it prime Ryan's a good one. Um, Man, they're putting some great movies out there. They really are. Man, they're tearing it. There are there were there are a lot of great movies in the in the nineties for sure. Uh, anyway, sorry. So we're getting ready to say, let's, let's go to this. Let's go to the theater. I'm like, I don't like wh- what's going on. And they're like, oh well, you know, um, there's there's a movie coming out that I think everyone's going to like. Um, I'm like, okay, so we went. A bunch of us went. And the movie was called Braveheart. Now, Braveheart in itself was a great movie. Imagine Braveheart in a Marine Corps theater after we had just gotten back from some places that were not the best places in the world. And there's a couple hundred Marines in this theater watching Braveheart. You can only imagine. I would imagine that they probably had to shut down that theater for the next couple of weeks to clean up and, and repair. Braveheart was a great movie, but imagine us being all full of testosterone and, and, and all of that. And um, we went absolutely berserk watching Braveheart in that theater in Camp Hanson, Okinawa. And, uh, so that to me was, a, was probably the most fun I've ever had watching a movie, but I wouldn't say it's the best for me. When I think of the nineties, I think two movies, uh, as far as I already said, Forrest Gump. And I, and I, I think as far as the best movies, Forrest Gump, and I probably have to say Pulp Fiction because Tarantino 
brought a whole new style of how to shoot a video and oh, kind of yeah. basically said, freak the rules. Um, I'm making my own rules for making a movie and, and Pulp Fiction brought back basically the career of John Travolta. Now, Samuel L. Jackson already had a, a pretty good career, but that Samuel L. Jackson onto a, the stratosphere um, of movies. Pulp Fiction was a great one, but for me, like it's got to I mean Grumpy Old Man. It's another great one, man. Great one. Uh, for me, I got. I, I think it's it's got to be Forrest Gump. I, I think Forrest Gump might be a top ten movie of all time. Um, not because it's just my favorite movie of the nineties. I just think it's a phenomenal movie. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Man, there's some great movies in the 90s. Oh, I forgot Shawshank. Yeah, Shawshank, yeah, Shawshank is a great one. Now, now, remember when Tombstone came out? And Hillbilly brought it up because Wyatt Earp came out about the same time, and it was with Costner and all of that. It did. Um, I, I, did I was not a big fan of the Wyatt Earp movie. For me, Tombstone was much better. What do you guys think about what do you think about Wyatt Earp versus Tombstone do you have a preference of the two Tombstone I mean it was okay but uh Wyatt Earp was but yeah yeah um ma'am now one that's uh 90s and uh you know since we're talking Tombstone I don't yeah. know how many people out here has actually seen that it was, I thought it was a pretty good movie and I will watch it if it uh you know, if and when it, it does pop up every now and then, but um, the Saint. Oh, the Saint was a great one. Yeah, uh, you've got Val Kilmer and um, oh, what was her name? Um, oh crap, the blonde from what was her name? Goodness gracious. Uh, Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. I was, I was, yeah. I didn't want to say Amy Schumer because I wouldn't, I wouldn't disrespect Elizabeth her that. Shue's a, uh, the chick from, from she was in from Cocktail too. Cocktail and Karate Kid and Adventures in Babysitting. Uh, Adventures in Babysitter. Uh, was she yep. on? Kid, yeah, right. yeah. Kid, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, she was great. Um, yeah, the Saint. For me, who's your favorite identity that he had in the Saint? For for me, it was the uh, the, the um, there at the end the uh, the old scientist nerd guy that yeah. was hilarious. The, I guess the painter was good. Now I'll tell you what I, I I thought it was a terrible movie. I didn't like the movie itself, but I thought Val Kilmer was amazing in the Doors. He played Jim Morrison fantastically. Yeah, um, but that was at the height of of Kilmer, man. He was, I think, I think Val Kilmer kind of got a bad rep for a lot of stuff, but he was a truly a. a I mean, I say was a he's dead, but uh, he's not active anymore, obviously. But I, I think he got a bad rep. I think he was a really, really, really good actor, especially oh, man uh, back in the day. Prepper's got one that's a great one too. Ghost in the Darkness with Kilmer, the, and uh, I don't know if I've seen that. I never even heard of that. Uh, Michael Douglas, Kilmer and Michael Douglas, where they're the lions in Africa. That's a true story. I've never, I've never, I've never heard of yeah, that one. I'm not going to watch that. A, yeah, based on a true story. So uh, there was some uh, lions in Africa that were basically preying on a village. I mean, they were, Ooh. they were like literally sneaking into the villages at night and like snatching people and stuff. Like, and 
and killing them just to kill them, not even just to eat them. Like they were psychotic, yeah. right? Um, That's crazy. And like I said, this is based on a true story. And so, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I've never even I, heard of this. I need to go look it up. I guess I never. I don't remember it. exactly. I don't remember the storyline exactly. It's been it's been a while, but it's something like I think maybe Kilmer was with like French Foreign Legion, some kind of military group, and then. Michael Douglas was like the big bad safari hunter guy, right? He was the interesting the group or whatever. And so, yeah, anyway, they were, it's about them trying to, uh, to take out the, the lions or figure out what's going on, I guess, first of all, and then, and then take out the lions. So they're always, they're setting up traps. It's just, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty cool for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely going to go figure that now. Chase being kind of funny, but I will say, uh, he says Mrs. Doubtfire, but Mrs. Doubtfire, man, that was epic back in the day. I mean, Robin Williams cross-dressing was pretty interesting. Um, you know, um, <laughs> and uh, I don't say anime because it was anime, but like uh, the cartoon type movies start getting really big in the 90s as well. Uh, what was it? Lion King, the Pixar stuff, and yeah, and even the, before that was like Lion King and the Little Mermaid and all that. But Lion King holds up today. I, I'm a I'm 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 a big Lion King fan. I don't care what people think. Not the live that. action. That live action sucks. Uh, you mean like the the one that came out a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah needs I'm to leave the original the, Lion King back in the '90s was amazing. Yeah. Disney needs to leave the live action alone. Like I am not yeah. a fan of any of the live action stuff. Yeah. Uh oh. White men can't jump has been brought up. That's was that good one. was that the nineties? If if it was, it was early nineties. It was either late eighties or early. I think it was early nineties. It might have been like ninety ninety one. Um. Yeah. 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 I think it was. Uh, Toy Story. That was a good one. Absolutely. Toy Story. Falling down. Oh man, I forgot about that one. Was that? Oh, I I never would have put falling down as a nineties movie. That that it crossed my mind. Uh, I, I don't know. It was a phenomenal movie. Let's find out. 1993, sure was. I'll be damned. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Goodfellas is 1990. Uh, just that—that's on my poll tomorrow as well. Uh, Goodfellas is one of those that um is great. Um, now, um, I'm a big Ray Liotta fan though, so I was, I was, and I still am, but he's not with us anymore. But yeah. What's speaking that now? Of, well, speaking of Robin Williams in a in a little yeah. bit different of a role, I guess was Bicentennial Man. Yeah, was uh, was pretty good. Blade, Absolutely. the Blade movies came out in the nineties. Yeah, Demolition uh, Man. My favorite. Now that we're going down the Wesley Snipes road. Demolition Man. Yeah, Demolition Man. As far as Robin Williams, and it was late eighty eight, eighty nine. It was not in the nineties. I think it was late eighties. My favorite movie of Robin Williams forever is dead poet society oh yeah movie yeah uh that was in the 90s but uh i think that was his best best job i love his role in in um uh goodwill hunting kind of in that same stigma of dead poet the mentor you know all of that but yeah dead poet society is a great one that goodwill hunting was in the 90s goodwill hunting was in like i want to say his late 90s probably like 90 Mm -hmm. but let's find out good will hunting uh 1997 yeah 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 that was a great one uh another one i just watched it again uh recently was uh um finding forrester 
I don't know if you ever saw that or not. Oh yeah. Um, great Sean that, that might have been even that might have been early 2000s I don't know I think it was but um, now heat Heat was a good one yep uh, Tim's says heat um, yeah it was a great one um, oh man was flatliners flat was flatliners on the 90s man that was a cast dude. I think it was I think it was flatliners was good and I don't know if anybody's 1990 seen that. yeah 1990. And I don't know if anybody's seen the remake or not. We actually went to the, the movie. The one was about five years ago. Yeah. I never saw it, but I heard it was terrible. But I don't know. I never so, saw it. So I'm a big fan of the original Flatliners. I really mm -hmm. like it. Um, I think that the new one holds up. I mean, it doesn't have the cast. Don't get me wrong. Like, there was there was an epic cast in the in the original. But, yeah. Um, you know, the Baldwin. Was that Stephen Baldwin? I, you know, um, I get them all mixed up. I, I, um, yeah. Uh, Oliver Pratt, uh, Stephen Baldwin, Kevin Bacon, Julia Roberts. Yeah, I don't remember which. Uh, outside of Alec, one. I can't, I can't, I can't tell all the other bald ones except for Alec apart. Yeah. Like, I yeah. can't tell them apart. Like yeah, Michael, Stephen, Bob, and you know, Fred, and I, I don't, I don't know. There's too many. And and a lot of and a lot of people may not know this, but. Uh, but Michael Douglas produced. He was a producer on Flat. Yeah, he did actually. He, I, I actually did know that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Uh, we have run up the end of this one, and you want to wow, kind of go already? over. I know, right? It's we actually went a little bit over. Um, but that's okay. Um, We're good. We got plans. We actually also start a little bit late, so who gives a damn? Um, but uh, you want to kind of go over what's going to happen with the uh, the random topic. Yeah, I do have, uh, I've got it up. I've been tracking the, uh, let's get it up here for the screen for everybody to see. Been tracking the uh, comments. There they are. And uh, I don't know how many is uh, out there. It says there's 24 unique comments. So uh, for the next minute or two now, get those comments in. Because if we draw your name, you will, uh, you will pick the next topic. So, yeah. Uh, with that being said, uh, big thank you to Taurus for powering the viewer-driven or viewer-request or viewer-suggested, whatever you want to call it, uh, topic uh, <laughs> tonight. So, uh, yeah, I'll let, I'll let you run on uh, if you want. Uh, rip on Taurus there a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that everyone out there, if, if, you're, if you're here because you know us from the gun world, um, that means you're part of the gun community. You've heard of Taurus, whether or not you own a Taurus, whether or not you ever shot one, you know who Taurus is. Got um, to. got to, right. Um, Taurus has been there for a long time, putting out great products. You know, they've, they've pretty much anything that your heart desires when it comes to, even with some of the companies that are under the umbrella of the Taurus brands, um, you know, anything that your heart desires in the firearm world, they're going to be able to come up with on, whether it's 1911s or the PT-92 revolvers, uh, great concealed carry guns. Uh, they've, they've got, and you start talking about some of the other companies that are under that umbrella, they're, anything that your heart could desire, they're going to have. And I know that um, I've got a G3 um, that, uh, from a couple years ago, and it really, really surprised me. It's a great shooting gun um for it maybe one of the better values out there for a price and all that and i know that you've got several 
uh, the Taurus firearms and, and different brands that now Taurus is part of the conglomeration. But uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Taurus. I think that they're they're doing it. They're a great part of our community, bringing great quality firearms for a really good price, and they're kind of one of those affordable for everyone. Um, and they have stepped up the game the last decade or so into not just being an affordable, but getting great value for that, that affordability as well. Yeah. Well, I would disagree with anything your heart desires because you know, I said most, mostly. With your, yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. You know, I mean, I've never been that has shotguns eventually. So they probably will have shotguns under the, the umbrella. So, so outside of, outside of the, what I call the copycats outside of the P two ninety two and the nineteen eleven and the uh, the P two twenty two and some of those revolvers they got uh, great revolvers well yeah but I mean outside of the cop those copycat semi auto oh oh yeah absolutely right? yeah, yeah absolutely clones yeah I've yeah. never I've never been a fan of theirs and I'm still not super impressed are they decent yeah I'm, I'm, uh, can I knock them no uh, but uh, there's just other things that that impress me now uh or that would make my wish list a lot quicker right uh sure. and yeah and the tars revolvers are are <laughs> there's there's multiple tars revolvers that uh that make that so what what they lack for me in the in the semi-auto handgun i mean they more than make up with the revolvers and and you know talking about their their other brands i was able to by the way uh throw the comments out there i know people the up Ask what do you need to comment? You don't need to comment anything specifically. Just comment. I just hope gun websites does. I hope Gwebs does not win the randomizer because this could be an interesting topic. Yeah, I mean it's it's <laughs> it is what it is. We'll have to talk about it whatever. What but uh, yeah. um, yeah, where was I going with that? I forgot where I was going. But oh, oh, I was having a conversation yeah. actually yesterday. Was it yesterday about the Heritage Rough Riders? And it's uh -huh. like. You know, they get a bad rap. People complain about the finish on those, and they complain about multiple various things. And I'm like, you're talking about cheap fun. I mean, again, it's kind of like at the top of the, the show when we were talking about, you know, people have their different uses for firearms and their different opinions, and they like what they like and whatever. And it's like, you know, especially if you've got land and you can go out on your land and shoot every day if you yeah. want. Like, you know, a yeah. hundred fifty dollar max investment whatever it is in, in a in a rough rider and i mean good lord how can you complain about that you know i know a few years ago prior to the cough cough you can get them for under 100 like 89 oh, yeah, yeah. some places yeah. and know? i'm sure black fridays i've i've seen oh yeah um i've seen something was it academy or something last year that that or maybe it was at wood i don't remember but it, you, if you bought some type of a 22 rifle that they had you got a Rough Rider for free. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. It was like a Black Friday deal. Well, how cool. many kids have their journey in firearms began with a Rough Rider over the years? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. So with that done. Let's. We're gonna draw. Let's draw. Let's do it. Let's Spend do this. it. So here we go. If uh, your name comes up. Please throw the, uh, we should have reminded people to uh, hit the little live button on the screen to make sure it's red. But uh, yeah, if your name comes up, Calaveras. Oh, Lord, this could get interesting. Tactical Pickle has the control of the topic. The so I have not seen him comment recently. 
Uh, so no, he might not. He might not be. We here. will give him just a uh, just a a minute or so, or thirty seconds or something here. And uh, if he is out there, he can throw us a topic. If not, we will roll this again and find somebody else. There is uh, no telling what he would uh, pick. I yeah, we, we need to this. avoid we need to avoid Chase's topics as well. There's no, oh, yeah, no, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Uh-oh. There he is. Oh, he's just he says you don't have a topic. Roll again. You oh, don't have anything. Wow. Okay. All right. We're oh, gonna roll man. again then. I'm not gonna argue with him. We don't have the kind of time. So yes, this is so true. Rolling again. True. She fires. There you I go. It, out there. She just she fires. Just commented. Yeah. So she fires. You have the board. What's the what's our topic? Let us know what the uh, random topic is going to be. So I'm sure she will come up. She's usually pretty good at coming up with good topics. Oh yeah. She does it quite a bit with the uh, show that G Webs and I do on Tuesday mornings. The creator stuff. Yeah. She usually comes up with some really good stuff. So. So. We'll wait, uh, wait on her to figure her topic out. Sometimes that can be tough. So what you need to do? Uh, uh, she says she liked to volley the G. So we get the the elephant question. I, I I'm I, maybe let's 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 give G the opportunity to come up with a legitimate uh, topic. Um, well, G, what's what's the topic, G? Because girls even come up with topics. Oh, so is that his topic? <laughs> topic? Can girls come up with topics? Well, I would say by by uh, the historical data with she fires, yes, girls can absolutely come up with topics. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if that's right. a topic. Let or us not, know, so. Webs. Let us know real quick uh, what the topic's going to be for the next, you know, ten minutes or so. Um. He says, she goes, hey, I want to take that back then. Uh, yeah. Well, you could have um, thrown us a topic. You, you could throw us a topic. But we're not going to wait too long. All right. like to ask your opinion there on we compensators. Go. We'll Done. just go with that one then. Done. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go first. You've actually um, you've got a, a recent gun, I believe, that's got one. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you not? Yeah, I've got the. This is definitely the Gerson show. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got the Gerson MT, MC nineteen eleven ten millimeter carry, uh, yeah. which is the compensated version. Uh, so yeah, um, definitely makes a difference. Uh, mm -hmm. I see a difference. It definitely makes a difference. Um, I don't, you know, I, I like compensators to an extent. Uh, but I'm not hardcore. Like everything has to have one. Yeah. Um, kind of, for me, it kind of depends on what you're doing. So obviously, you know, ported barrels are a thing and that's sort of like a yeah. built in, almost like a built in compensator. Sure. Um, and you don't add any length. The problem with the, with the compensator is, you know, especially if we're talking about a handgun is, is adding length. So, yeah. you know, if you're talking about, uh, you know, competitive use, uh, you know, e maybe even hunting, or if we're talking about a really potent as far as recoil and stuff, um, cartridge, then yeah, I mean, more so than, than not. 
but I will say this: I, I've got, I've got a few, two or three. I don't even know um, compensators on twenty twos, mm-hmm. and you would be surprised. You would think that, oh man, it's a twenty two, and ah, oh, twenty two doesn't have any, you know, recoil. It doesn't have any muzzle flip. That would be the correct terminology of what a, a compensator addresses is muzzle flip. But you're like, uh, you know, oh man, it doesn't have that, and eh. Eh, uh, it does when you're talking, especially when you're talking about a competition setting. No, he wasn't a good yeah. guy that has to wear wrist braces when he this shoots. Is, so. This is true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, when hundreds of an inch, thousands of an inch make a difference, yeah. sure. Uh, in those competitions, then you know it's easy to go. Oh, you don't need a compensate again. We go back to you know, shelve or, or whatever table your your opinions and your preferences enough to realize that other people have them as well. Um and, you know, the folks that, you know, oh, you know, you know, you don't need that. It was like, well, you know, I would contend that let's use the same firearm, let's shoot a competition side by side and, you know, let's let the the groups and the scoring determine whether or not I need that. And I think for mm-hmm. a lot of people, if they if they put themselves into that situation with a comp, they would see that oh, okay, it does make a difference, regardless of the caliber or anything, yeah. right? Um, um, yeah, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I go with it. For me, um, you know, you kind of went more some handgun stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with rifle stuff, um, and I, and I'm gonna say muzzle brake because um, a muzzle brake and a recoil compensator, you know kind of the same thing so I'll, I'll say this uh for rifles uh, especially for competition kind of where you were going in um for the long range stuff uh, a compensator or muzzle brake uh is really almost necessary it's either you're, you're running a, a, a brake or you're running a, a suppressor uh, i prefer personally uh, a brake slash compensator um the biggest thing in, in the reason why and clover is talking about the same thing but you know, you're talking about managing the recoil, and the recoil itself isn't necessarily what you're worried about. What you're worried about, especially in competition, is follow-up shots and being able to keep that muzzle um, on target, whether you're following the, the trajectory of that projectile uh, through your glass, tracking, whatever, um, or you've got to do a, a quick follow-up shots. Being able to keep that that muzzle on target is incredibly important um, for follow-up shots. And like Clover said, when you talk about 100s or a thousandths of an inch, um, is the difference between winning in second place or whatever. Um, in the long-range game, being able to track your projectile through the glass to see where you know, your, your misses might be and make your adjustments, whether your holds are and all of that is incredibly important. And if you can't control that recoil of your weapon and stay on that target longer and, and more consistently, then you're going to be kind of just firing into darkness because you don't really know what's going on. So the managing the recoil isn't necessarily important for me to be able to make, to, con, uh, you know, I don't know, handle quote unquote that weapon for me it's much more about keeping the gases in its position in a way to keep your muzzle 
on target longer, more consistently for your next time follow-up shots, whether it's in competition or anything else. Keeping that muzzle on target longer for follow-up shots is where I will say uh, the compensator slash brakes, whatever you want to call them, are, are, are incredibly important. Well, um, let's go down that road for a second because there may be sure. people out there yeah. that don't understand. You've kind of lumped them all together. I see that happen a lot. Um, there's a very di distinct difference in the job that a flash hider does as, as opposed to a muzzle brake, as opposed to a compensator. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a flash but hider. I would say, is a I would say that muzzle brakes and compensators are much more closer together than a flash hider. Yeah, they're similar. <laughs> the, the only real purpose uh, or the primary purpose of a flash hider is to disrupt the fireball that comes out. Correct. Yeah, that's right. It, it has the flash. It's that simple. Somewhat has the flash. Let's be honest. They don't get rid of it completely. Um, your muzzle brake, right, is more about recoil, right, than mm -hmm. than anything. Um, mm -hmm. and 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 it can and it can be very effective. I've got a vice, uh, V I A S, I think is how that's it's not V I C E. It's not like Miami Vice, but a vice. They've been making brakes for years uh, on um, my Ruger. Uh, uh, Ruger M77 300 Win Mag, and I'm going to tell you what, that vice brake cuts the recoil of that 300 Win Mag in half, in half. It's a phenomenal job. Um, and again, it's the way the, the holes, the ports are designed, blah, 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 that that, that determines what that device yeah. does. And so, yeah. So, yeah, it recoil on the muzzle brake, and then the compensator is the muzzle it's more, brake. more more flip, basically. Yeah, more yeah. rise yeah. issue. But for is, me, is, I, I lump them in because of keeping muzzle on target. Now, well, but they, they, they can do all three. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, there are devices yeah. that do all three, and it's like, okay, so mm -hmm. what do you call what do you call when it does all three? And it's like when you get into that those murky waters, it's like, I get it. Uh, but it's important to realize there is a difference because yeah. if, if somebody thinks there's no difference and they're just buying something and there's perfectly fine. If you're buying any type of muzzle device, because I'll do this sometimes just because it looks cool. Right. Like yeah. My, my mini, oh, yeah. My I've, bought, I've bought muzzle devices just for absolute looks. Yeah. 100%. So my mini 14 has a flash hider on it that okay. serves really no purpose i mean who gives a crap in a sure. mini 14 about the flash anyway when i'm you know i don't care but it looks freaking cool it looks freaking awesome on that rifle and so i don't care what it does i bought it because it looks cool right yeah. so if you're, you're doing it for that reason for aesthetic purposes who cares but it's important to realize that there is a difference because if you're out there and you're thinking oh man that looks cool and you're wanting to stop you know curb muzzle flip or you're looking to curb recoil or you're looking to do something mm -hmm. like that you need to understand that, okay, this looks really cool, but it says it's a flash hider. What are the odds it's actually going to do anything else other than that, right? Um, yep. And the same could hold true uh, if you're looking for something that would curb that muzzle flip. If you're looking at something, you're like, oh, man, this looks really good, blah, blah, blah. But it says it's a muzzle brake. Well, it might not get the job done for you. So just be sure you pay attention to that. Yep. Now, I will say this. Um, yeah, Prepper has mentions. Yeah, suppressor. Yeah, a call suppressor. Yeah. Now, Prepper will did bring up. He says, "I hate when people show up to the range with a muzzle brake and shoot next to me." That all of these have their downfalls. Like yeah. you know, they they have their downfalls. Uh, they're not only are they loud, 
but depending upon what you're shooting, uh, if, if you've got a, like a high powered rifle, yeah. it's got a, a break, um, and especially a competition break. Like I use an area 419 break on mine and it's designed for competition. You don't want to be standing within 10 feet to the side of that muzzle break. Uh, those gases are definitely going to uh, mess you up, or you're not going to yeah. want to be around them. Yeah, uh, that that rifle I'm talking about, that 300 wind mag, dude. Oh, I, I get, get it. I get it from some... people around you on the range. There's, I, and I mm. I used to when any time I wasn't shooting, you know, here on the property or around the house, uh, the range I went to, I usually stopped by there. I had to make trips out of town pretty frequently back in the day. And I would drive right by there anyway. And so I would load stuff up. And I usually, it was usually during the day during the week. And so very yeah. seldom was there anybody ever there. And I like that. Um, but oh my God, if there ever was, like they right. hated you. And I always warned them, I'm like, look, this is fixing to get crazy. You know, yeah. and they didn't believe me until I ripped one off. And they're like, holy crap. Yeah, when I when I go to the range to shoot the the, the rifle, uh, one of two things. I try to go in the times of the day. Well, and I've bet with with work and all that, I usually do are able to go at times of the day. There might not be anyone else at the rifle range. Um, if there are people at the rifle range, I will try to go to the very end and say, just letting you know, guys, I'm gonna go to the very end, and I can't promise this, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, the um, Getting hit, getting hit by the the, the gases are, are 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 a real thing, especially with brakes and all that. But yeah, oh, they'll tear a fish apart. I hear. <laughs> never mind the projectile. Never mind the projectile yeah. going through the carcass. But yes, yeah, um, you stick a dead fish on the end of the three hundred eight. No, oh my goodness, man, the gases from the muzzle. Uh, the gases. It has nothing to do with that three hundred eight projectile. Yeah, the nothing gases. to do with that hundred and sixty something grain, hundred ninety <laughs> grain, whatever projectile. Yeah. If you know out there, then you know. We're just we'll leave it at that. Now, she fires says, "Thank you both for the comments, and I learned something new about flash hiders." There you go. Yeah, I've got several um, that have flash hiders on my my little home defense truck gun, the AR nine. Uh, it's got a flash hider on there, and it's fine. Um, but yeah, um, for sure. And thank you, she fires for that topic. Um, reading out there while we were talking about the topic, seeing other topics from other people have put out there. Uh, there were there there's some good ones out there. We'll have to you know keep those topics in mind for down the road when you get selected. But uh, there there were some good th topics thrown out there. Um, and once again, and thank you to Taurus as well for sponsoring the uh, the random topic uh, portion of this and uh, all that. Yep, it's time to get out of here. It is time to get out of here. Uh, an hour and three minutes. We started a little bit late because, um, yeah. I had no problem running this on um, Firefox, which is interesting after Chrome crash. So I don't know. Maybe I just have to start doing this on Firefox. I, I, I haven't used Firefox in a long time, but we'll see. I don't know. Try try polishing the Chrome sometimes. That, that helps. I, I did. Well, if, if it lets me back in, then I'll I'll go in and clear history and, and all of that. Uh, do you have it? Do you have a, a good speaking of Chrome polishing? For those of your car people and all of that, or um, maybe like Chrome on the guns or whatever, do you have a favorite Chrome polisher? Mothers. Okay. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've been a mother's mm -hmm. person for a while. I use it on a lot of gun stuff, even. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Prepper says my range created a plywood divider as you can put so you don't get blasted. That's interesting. We'll see, Greg. Uh, Greg, unfortunately, I don't know why, but he decided to um, stay with us next week in uh, in Indianapolis. He'll be sharing a house with us, which might he i guarantee this clover uh he'll he'll never be the same after he leaves that week will he no he'll never agree to stay with us again 100 percent um obviously we won't I, have another uh podcast until after indy uh you want to talk real quick we, we, we discussed this but um you know the 16th which is the sunday of indy uh in ram we'll be both be driving home so the the regularly scheduled podcast of the 16th uh, probably is not going to happen, and we probably decided maybe going the uh, next week after that, um, and then going two weeks from there. But uh, yeah, we want to talk a little bit about that if you want. Yeah, it looks like we're going to skip a week, uh, so we'll be back with uh, episode four on the twenty third. So looks right. like so, and 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 then very, go two weeks every other week after that. So yeah, well, given unless something comes up, and we have to obviously skip a week because something has come up. But yeah, yeah, we got a whole year of this, so. Get a hole. I mean, can you imagine who, you gonna put up with us? Oh God! Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, I'm having fun with it though. This has been a blast, and I, I enjoy this. This is this. Uh, what's up, Tundra? Um, from Mexico, you nerds. That's right. Um, in the house. In the his or is he in the casa? Obviously, he's in Mexico. He's in he's he's in the casa. If he's in Mexico, he's very likely chatting from the baño. Yeah, this is true. Donde esta el baño? <laughs> right. The one thing that I learned from two years of Spanish is where is the bathroom? <laughs> you know, we were talking about 90s movies earlier, so this, yeah. goes, this goes great. The cheese is old and moldy. <laughs> there, I mean, yeah. And if you know, you yeah. know, since we were talking you know, about these movies earlier. But, you know, the yes. is old and Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's just, I, I don't know why you said that, because we could stay on here for a while. We're not going to, though. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Probably, I don't know. Probably my favorite Pauly Shore movie. Uh, what was the other one that he goes to? That, that he's in college. Uh, what was the name of that? Son-in-law. Son-in-law is where he was a resident it, advisor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one and Encino Man were my two favorite Pauly Shore movies. Um, yeah. That you know, but um, I wasn't. I wasn't a big hater on Pauly Shore. He cracked me up. I mean, he, he was kind of. I enjoyed some Polly Shore back in the day. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. There you go. My God, we could go on forever. That was 89. Bill and Ted was. What was? Was it really? Was it in the 80s was, still? Yeah, yeah. I, Bill and Ted was 89. 89. Okay. There was, wow. a lot, there was a lot of good movies, by the way, in 89. So there's a lot of. 88 is also. 88, 89, 90, yeah. 91. I mean, yeah, there's 90. a lot of those late 80s that you would think is 90s, but they're not. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, had fun as always, my man. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. see you in about 10 days or 11 days or whatever. Yeah, that's good. We're leaving. Be. We're leaving a week from this Wednesday. So I told my wife, yeah, we got to get, get a, we got to get a list, a packing list on the whiteboard 
this week started yeah. and we're going to leave out uh, the Wednesday before early Wednesday morning. And I'm leaving like before the sun comes up, probably on Thursday. Trip. We're going to road trip a little bit and then, uh, you know, spend the night somewhere and then uh, go on into Indy from there. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Look oh, wow. There. Thanks. He said, we featured your top budget AR video on Saturday show. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, just put that out there. That's been, uh, the original was four years ago. It's kind of hard to believe that. But it's been four years that video came out. Uh, and I get people, oh, hey, what's updated? What's updated? Why isn't this on the list? Because I didn't exist in 2019, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Or right. they were crappy back then. So we decided to go ahead and do an updated 23 version. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for featuring. I appreciate it. Go check that out. Uh, see if you guys like it or not. Um, Speaking of ARs, yeah. you know, I dropped, oh, yeah, a video or, dropped a video earlier. At, uh, I saw that. Using the Bursa AR. So. You, you, uh, I think Arminthia might be mad after your latest video dropped. Did she, did she know that you were going to destroy their, your bed? Yeah, we got a new one. That, that we got oh, okay. For a while. She was happy because that one was actually sitting in the hallway forever. Because I oh, so she was glad you got it out of the house. I yeah, got it's you. just been sitting blocking half the hallway because I had intentions <laughs> of shooting and finally drug it out and made it happen. But, uh, but if you haven't checked that, that dropped earlier, and I was surprised. You know, the premise is, you know, can a bullet, can a memory foam mattress stop a bullet? And I, I'm not going to give it away, but I was, I was surprised. There you go uh podcast this week you got a couple coming up i do but i'm not uh see who do we got the honest truth this week um which is interesting it's a creator he's a creator he's pro freedom he's he's pro 2a he's pro gun but he talks a lot about uh more popular culture type stuff and especially in the in the in the black community and everything which is is gotcha. really cool he's got some really cool perspectives on a lot of different things just a really interesting guy so uh yeah got con him into into coming home and then we got uh toby with cape gunworks on uh ah. which we'll be talking about them more with the rapid fire radio network so look yes, for that uh, or that coming up yeah uh, i put a, a post out and, and some of you guys that were at shot know um I don't know why I was included, uh, but I, but I was. There was about oh twenty or so, a little over twenty of us that were invited to be part of a, a new documentary uh, from Jeff Hayes Films, and he's done some really cool stuff. Uh, it's called Firearms and Freedoms, um, and it's coming out in uh, a little over a week. Um, and so, if you'd like to get it for free, it is going to cost. It is going to cost when it when it comes out. Uh, it's going to be like a, a nine or 10 episode documentary. I'm in, I think they said I'm in episode five or six. I can't remember. I think it's like five or six. Was mine. It's like 20, you know, like Tim Kennedy, um, Mike Sedini, um, KD from uh, Kevin Dixie's in there. Uh, Sean Whalen's in there. There's a whole bunch of people that are involved, a little over 20 people. And uh, we recorded, each of us recorded for an hour during shot. So they had a, a suite set up. And uh, yeah, I know it sounds kind of like it's a um, a different kind of movie. And, and it was, it was not a casting couch. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, it was really cool I was, to be a part of it. And it's finally coming out. And, and it's going to be re, re, uh, released here uh, in about a week, a little over a week. What I did is over on Instagram and in my community tab over on the Ghost Tactical channel, 
I put a link that you can sign up to get free access um, that you don't have to pay for. If you sign up through my link over there, um, you'll you'll be able to get it when it comes out. And they'll email you when the episodes come out. They're going to release an episode a day for like 10 days or something like that. Uh, really cool interviews. It's called Firearms and Freedoms. Um, like I said, Jeff Hayes Films production. Really, really uh, honored and, and, and privileged to be part of that. Um, and it's, it's going to be a, an amazing documentary. Uh, a lot of great people that are included. But yeah, go check that. Go check out the link over on Instagram or on my YouTube. And uh, the link is there in my community tab. I posted it and all that. And just kind of go on, unlock the, the free. And when it does come out, it'll email you episode every day and all of that but uh go see the list of people it's a pretty impressive list like i said why i was involved with that i i don't know I think they must have thought i was somebody else uh when they asked me to be a part of it and they were probably very disappointed when i got there and talked to them for an hour and they realized that i was not who they thought i was probably uh, i don't know yeah. but it was fun it was fun um yep yeah. when we get out of here put a fork in it man we're done Bit of fork. Uh, thank you so much for always supporting all of our projects over at Ghost Tactical and with the patrons and the channel members. Same thing with supporting Clover and all of his uh, projects with Patreon and, and channel members and all of that stuff. Thank you to everyone who's always watching our videos and commenting and sharing and show up for the live chats. Uh, whether whether you're financially supporting, it doesn't matter. Uh, we do appreciate those, but just having... Um, you guys out here told me to go live and having some people out there that are having great conversations in the chat and, and all of that stuff. Um, it's, um, it's always great. So thank you supporting me and Clover. Uh, please go and support the sponsors, EAA and Taurus go support them as well. And if you know them, let them know that, um, you know, thank them for supporting the ghost and Clover podcast, Ghosty chase or Cody or Very any of the people at EAA. Very easy to drop a social media comment. Very easy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. We both we both have uh, we both put posts out there in the community tab and on Instagram about this podcast. Comment up there and tag EAA and Taurus and let them know thank you for uh, supporting the podcast. We really do appreciate them. Uh, follow them, support them as much as you can. Uh, you got anything going on that you want to finish up with? Not really. Just tell everybody. Want to let you close it out. Oh, I just, yeah, real quick, just uh, try to have a good week. And I say try because, hey, it's uh, mind over matter most of the time, right? So uh, hope, hopefully everybody tries to have a good week and does have a good week. We'll see you, uh, uh, we'll see you around long before then. But uh, if not, we'll uh, be back on uh, this one on the 23rd, it looks like. Absolutely. We'll uh, see you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Maybe some topic ideas, all that stuff. Thank you for supporting my channel, Ghost Tactical, and Clover's channel, Clover Tech. And thank you for supporting our sponsors as well. Make sure to go check out both of our websites, ghosttactical.us and clovertech.com. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.